Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Angel R. Talk, and you're tuned in to the NYC Talking Podcast. The city of New York, Boricua from the Bronx. Today, I am joined by a very special guest, a guest that I spent every day and night with, my wife, Christine. Hello. We want to talk about an incident that happened a couple months ago where uh, she was coming back from walking our dog and she was assaulted in the street. You want to tell us kind of what happened? Yeah, so um, that day, it was on a Friday, and um, it's at 10.45, I believe. Uh, maybe 10.30, sorry. And I just want to take a walk with Peppa and um, just a really quick walk. So I didn't have any phone on me. I only had my keys with me. So... um on the when I try to when I when I came back on the way back, uh, I did hear somebody yelling, but I didn't really pay attention because I was um I was kind of in a rush, make, trying to make my appointment. So I went back to the back door of my my building, which is a, a big iron gate that I have to open in the back. And right next to it, there's a scaffold also. Um, but so I didn't really pay attention. I thought I would beat that crazy guy who was coming, who sounds like he's coming onto my way. So when I tried to put the key in the gate, um, he, uh, he was right behind me screaming and yelling at me. And at that time, um, I was holding Peppa. And, um, and I, at that time, I just could not remember what he was saying to me and all in my head was that I just wanted to get out and run away. That's the fight, fight or flight reflex that we all have. Um, it should be noted that Christine is Chinese American. Now we don't know that this guy attacked her because she's Chinese. We don't know he chose her um, because of that, but we don't know that he didn't, right? So we leave that open to speculation. We don't know it was the reason, but we don't know it wasn't the reason. Okay, so this guy kind of corners you with Peppa by the back gate, and you can't really remember what he's saying, what what it is, and, and then what happens? Um. So, and then he... He just keep on yelling at me and he just kind of got closer and closer into my face, literally in my face. And I did have Peppa, I was holding Peppa in my arm at that time. And I only remember he was saying something like, um, put Peppa down, uh, put it down so he can fight me or something. Cause I, I just remember his eyes were wide open. He just wanted to fight me or something. But, um, yeah, he was just like, he just keep on yelling so uh i tried to push him away and and then he hit me on my right arm with this arm and of course i was i would try to push him away more at that time and um and then he kicked me with his his leg on my right leg so both of my right hand side it's um, bruised up after that and thank god he didn't hit peppa like peppa is safe <laughs> and then I just start screaming and yelling. I said, you know, um, get, 
get the F away from me. I scream really loud and then and then he kind of backed up and then that's when I could finally run away from him. I just keep on yelling and screaming and then that's when people start coming over. Right. So she was alone when this happened. Um, we should note that there are cameras downstairs, but none of the cameras caught what happened. Um, they only caught the back side of his body because they were facing in the direction he was walking away from. At one point, we got to see footage and we see Christine trying to move away, but we don't see any of the attack on film. So that was unfortunate. We didn't get his face either. Um, Christine approached a few police officers and can, how did that work out? Yeah, so after the people came over and um, one of the guys was already on the phone with the cops saying that he saw another uh, lady got attacked by this guy and that's why he's already on the phone with the cops. So then um, I was just trying to flag down a cop also myself. So I ran, we live right across the courthouse. So um, I just walked over across the street because I know there's a couple of cops over there because I was just right there walking Peppa. So I ran over and I was trying to, I talked to one of the officers that was sitting in the cop car and I told him that I was attacked by someone and can you please help me? And he said that he can't help me because he's waiting to get in the, to the court. And all he can do is to call for me. And I'm like, yes, please do. Just please call. So while he called back and in my head, it's really like, okay, this guy is really not helping. So I went back to the other guys that I was talking to, which is the construction guy um, that worked in that area that um, I, I got attacked by and, that with, and this other guy who was uh, calling the cop. So I was just trying to get all the information, like what they got, like did they see the guy or what happened to the other lady. And um, so, yeah, I was just trying to gather more information. And I was also still trying to get another cop because at that time, um, there are a lot of cops around because we lived right by the courthouse, like I said. Yeah, and apparently none of them could assist now, I don't quite know what the exact protocol is when it comes to law enforcement, but I would think that any police officer that is worth their weight in salt would assist a woman who just was assaulted by some guy. Whether or not you're obligated to, to me personally, as a person, it seems that you would help them out and get the other person caught or whatever. And that doesn't seem to have happened here. It seems like they were uh, dismissive. They were, one of them was waiting to be called in, right? That's what you said. Yeah. You said uh, another one was driving and just kind of drove by. Right. And then some other ones talked to you. But at the end of the day, nothing was done, right? Um. Did we call the police the same day or was it the next day? It was the same day. Um. So um, I came back and then I woke up Angel and then we went back downstairs and because I wanted to see if there's any cop that would come and and take my file like give give it a file name like put it on records that's what I was trying to say um but we were standing for a while we walked around a little bit and like 
really nobody showed up for this. So, but then after we came back home, um, Angel, um, Angel's mom actually advised us to call 911 just to put it on records, which we did. That was at one, around 1 p.m. that day. But then they, um, yeah, nobody, uh, oh, actually they did call back at, uh, maybe half an hour to an hour later, but then we didn't talk to anybody until at night at about what, 6 PM. That's so, when they show up. Yeah. Yeah. Now in their defense, there was no ongoing threat. So you would think that, you know, they put you at the bottom of the queue because there isn't actual ongoing threat or emergency. However, I, you would think that they would have tied it up to the existing call from earlier that the gentleman had made about the situation and maybe had done something. But yeah, somebody didn't respond till about five or six hours later. And then when they did respond and we gave them all the information and stuff, they told us, oh, there's probably nothing we can do without any pictures or footage. We have nothing. So it's not even worth, uh, it's not even worth filing a police report. So they just gave us a job number. Now, at that point, I myself went and started sending out emails to the precinct, sending out emails to the DA's office, because I went and I walked around and I saw that there were cameras that faced the direction that should have been able to catch this guy's face. In fact, I walked over to the DA's office and I spoke to a guard there and the guard was able to describe the guy that we were looking for. So he had seen this guy over there harassing people. And he told me that there was a cop sitting in there and she's like, I'm off duty. I'm not messing with him. And they let him, let him go. So I, I, I don't know what the deal is, but like I said, I started sending some emails and so on. And then I thought to myself, you know, if we don't have a police report, no one's going to be looking for him, right? They're just going to write it off. So. I sent out several emails and I don't know exactly which one prompted these guys to come back and take further information and actually give us a police report, which then would involve the detectives and have them actively looking for this guy. Now it's been weeks and weeks and weeks since we went to the precinct, yeah. we looked at mug shots, we spoke to detectives and we haven't gotten anything at all back. No phone calls, nothing. I went and spoke with one of the store owners and they told me that detectives did come by. However, nothing was apparently acquired because we never got any calls back. I never heard back from them about the DA's office because I gave them names. I told them, uh, you know, who to work with because that individual called me and they said they were going to look through the footage. Now, I don't know how they didn't get footage of him. There's a camera facing right in the direction that he walked, but. Here we are weeks and weeks and weeks later and nothing's been done. Nothing was resolved. Now we understand, right? Me and Christine are reasonable people that this, it's not easy to catch someone. You know, um, he may not be from the area because we've never seen him. Uh, we've never seen him since. Uh, it could have just been a one-off situation. And, you know, we are in New York City and there's a lot of crime and stuff. We got a couple of calls from some papers. Um, CBS Eyewitness News called us and, um, I guess they realized that our story isn't sexy enough because Christine doesn't have a big swollen face and, you know, they didn't break any bones in her body and she didn't get cut. So, you know, it's just a few bruises. It's like, yeah, that's not sexy enough for TV. Right. Um, 
But the bottom line is that we got no resolution. We know that there's hate out there, right, for Asian people. And we don't know that that's the reason he attacked her, but we don't know that it isn't. So either way, it should have, I feel like it should have been treated with a little more urgency. I, 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 everybody thinks that their situation is the most important and it should be treated with urgency. I get that. But uh, who knows what more he could have done? Who knows what he's done since? Who knows what he did before? Yeah. Right? He, he attacked somebody before you. Yeah. I mean, thank God I can take couple punches but what happens if it's like a older lady like somebody's mom like you know somebody old who can't even take a punch like that like that's that's really bad you know letting having people walk around like that yeah christine does butts and guts so <laughs> she's got a little a little strength to her don't, don't let her petite size fool you on since then you've actually decided to take measures to protect yourself. You've actually started the Empower Gracie, Gracie Woman's Empowerment Program. How's that been going? How does it feel? Self-defense. Yeah, tell us about Women that. Women Empower Self-Defense. I believe that's the correct Um Yeah, this is uh, today. I went in this morning and this is my third class. Uh, so far, I really, really like it. Um, so far, I've been learning how to escape, which is, I think that's the best thing you should do when you're petite and you can't really fight. <laughs> like, we should know that it's geared it's solely for women. So this program is for women, and they address the common positions and situations that a woman is when she's assaulted. So you have a bigger guy like myself who's going to try to grab you, and these guys are trying to teach you how to get out of that right right um yeah some easy ones that uh well not easy but you know like um if some people have two hands on your neck i can just escape really fast by using one of their techniques and even holding my my arm and i can um get out of their grip on one on my arm so like just even though, like, it, it sounds like it's little stuff, but it could actually help you get away from from your... Uh... The most tools that you can have, the better off, I think. Of course. Now, I'm, I'm sure that in the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu program, they're not teaching you, you're up against a gate, cornered, holding your dog, and the guy's punching you, <laughs> right? So the situations are going to vary. Yeah. But... I think that if you have some level of confidence, you know, you, you'll be more prepared. Yeah. Awareness is key, right? How to be aware of our environment yeah. on the street. Hopefully they'll address that in yeah. the training. So uh, at least the first thing I know is to scream. <laughs> Not even just standing there because I just froze, you know. I, I, I know that would probably happen to everybody. Like when something happens to you, like you just came out of nowhere and you would froze, which that's what happened. And yeah, later on, and I, I understand that, you know, the first thing you have to do is scream and just draw as much as attention as you can. That's right. what I learned, even though you don't, you don't have anything like you don't, you can't punch or you can't escape yet. So just make a lot of noise. Right. So most criminals don't want to be known or exposed, right? Yeah. They're doing something bad. They don't want people around them. They want to isolate you. They want to get you somewhere alone. So this guy 
I, I mean, this guy sounds like he was a special mental case because he attacked several people. He attacked someone before you and he attacked someone after you, as I was told when I went to the DA's office. So this is not to say that these programs are going to prepare us or you in this case for everything. You can't do an arm bar when you're holding a four pound Pomeranian, <laughs> but the, the pieces all together hopefully will, will make, you know, your life safer, your time in the street safer. Um, so initially, uh, you and I were going everywhere together. Um, you don't walk Peppa by yourself anymore. I walk her every day either by myself, or if you're going to walk her, I walk her with you. Um, you've started going to work again on your own and doing some things on your own where for a while you didn't. Um, how do you feel going outside and stuff by yourself? Do you, do you still feel that trauma and fear? Like how did it affect you? Well, first of all, I, I, I'm a lot calmer now than, um, before yeah, because I, I bought myself, um, alarm. Uh, the self alarm keychain, which when you pull it out, it makes a really loud noise. And uh, those personal alarms, you can find them on Amazon if any of y'all are interested. Um, we we bought one on there for it's actually very loud, and you detach it from the attachment, and it's it's not gonna save you, but it's gonna draw attention. Yeah, I am much more alert now. Like even when I go sit in the train, I would not sit right next to the door because. You know, people can punch you and just run away or, you know, or even grab your phone, grab your purse and run away. That's like a bad spot also. Um, oh, awareness. Just, yeah. Also have pepper spray, right? You have pepper spray and it is legal in New York City. 264-14 or 261.14. I don't remember the NY State Penal Code, but I have thoroughly researched this. So... You can carry OC spray. There's a very big distinction between OC spray and mace. Christine has OC spray, which I purchased as a civilian from a police store where the police get their gear. So they sold this to me as a civilian, not a military guy, not, not that civilian bought this. So I'm telling y'all it's legal. The problem is that police officers don't know every single thing. They don't know every single article in the New York State penal law. That's why you have to know what it is so that you can reference it in case you ever get in trouble. And I believe it's 260.14, 261.14, or you can just Google New York State Penal Code OC Spray. It is legal. Like I said, I bought it in a store that is uh, wouldn't sell it to me if it wasn't legal. It was what's one of those police depots that we had here. And in fact, you could probably buy them in pharmacies too. So she's got that. She was a little scared to say it because we didn't know the legality of it, but I'm telling y'all it is legal in New York state. Look up the law and you'll be fine. Obviously be careful with these things because if you pepper spray someone and they fumble and fall into traffic, they might try to lock you up for uh, involuntary manslaughter or some crap like that. New York City is weird like that. Anything that you do to defend yourself can be used against you. So you have to be very careful. But at the same time, are you going to roll over and let somebody kill you because you're afraid to defend yourself? Come on now. Yeah, so now I can't, I'm carrying pepper spray. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I feel a little, um, yeah, like right in my hand, not like 
in my bag. They're like, I used to just leave it in my bag, but now I have it like in my hand, ready to go. Um, yeah, just even, you know, ladies, if you guys are listening, like, you know, if, if you have something like that, you should just have it prepared in your hands, not just in your bag. That's not really going to help. <laughs> right. If you can't access it, at, you have to make it easily accessible for you. If you can't get to it because somebody snatched your purse or you're trying to fumble it in your purse, you know, it's going to slow you down. Um, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying you got to walk with it in your hand, but you need to be able to get to it. That's key. Um, yeah, I guess the the alarm, personal alarm yeah. keychain, that, that could probably work the best because you can hang it on your handbag and just pull it out. So, yeah, I guess that's one <laughs> that's my um, advice. Yeah, and and you can get out there and do some training, learn some self defense. Uh, it's not going to make you unbeatable. Or it's not going to make you unstoppable, but it will, like the word says, empower you. Yeah, it'll give you confidence, and there'll be little things. I mean, she's just no, she started, but I mean, we just spent an hour watching the early UFCs, so she's getting an interest into the art. She's learning some stuff. We're thinking of getting some mats because I've trained Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for a long time, though I never really advanced because I never stayed consecutively long enough and I have a lot of injuries. But I believe I have enough training to to work with her. And look at it this way. I'm 44. Christine's 21. <laughs> we've, we've been living in New York City for years and years and years. And this was the first encounter of this type. She didn't have her phone on her, so she couldn't call me. She didn't have her pepper spray. She was alone and she came up and got me. By the time she got me, I came down. The guy was gone, right? Honestly, it's probably better he was gone because it might hurt him. Then now I get arrested. It, it, it's just a bad scenario. But thankfully, in all our years here, this is the first one, at least that I know of while we're together, that has happened. Um, and hopefully the last one. But... You can't count on it. So you have to prepare. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. Um, thank you, my lovely wife, for sharing this story. Sure. Yeah, I just wish um, some listeners um, who are interested in to take a self-defense class, like um, the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, they're, they're really good. I'm not, like, trying to promote them. But um, I am taking it myself, and I, I like it a lot. Like, it's it's pretty cool when you can, you know, well, how, how what's your weight again? I am, right now, I'm about 235 pounds. So, and I weigh about 100 pounds. And, I, if, and I'm on the bottom, and he's on top. If I can flip him over, I think that's pretty cool, <laughs> you know, just to learn this technique. Um... Yeah, uh, I would strongly uh, encourage ladies to, you know, learn how to self-defense themselves. Yeah, especially if you're a member of like, I mean, I hate to say it, but the way things are now, right? If you're a member of the Asian community, uh, y'all have been targeted. Um, so especially um, women and older individuals. So. I don't expect an 80-year-old to go and become a jiu-jitsu expert, but you can sure as hell squeeze that little pepper spring. Get them in the eyeballs. <laughs> so everybody just stay aware, stay safe, do your best to protect you and your family. The streets are wild. We don't know what's going to happen with this next mayoral election, and we don't know 
the way things are going to keep going. Just stay safe out there. And I think the number one thing, and you might agree, uh, Christine, is awareness. Just be aware of your environment. Mm-hmm. And other than that, stay safe. And thank you for listening. And thank you for coming. Take care, everybody. Bye. You are listening to the NYC Talking Podcast. www.nyctalking.com Please like NYC Talking on Facebook. Please follow Angel R. Talk on Twitter and Instagram. We are NYC Talking, the realest lifestyle blog ever. Thanks for listening.